0: Good day ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of the internet, welcome to another episode of the Not Just Design Podcast. And yeah, by the way, Happy New Year. So this is a new year, and it's good to have you all sitting down with me and listening to me. On this episode, which I recorded last year, It's just too good not to post. Um, I spoke with Hannah. So Hannah is a designer that has gone on to complete her master's in design in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. So it was fun to talk to Hannah and get to learn what kind of skills do they teach them as you study, you know, um, masters in design. What do you learn differently? How do you use the tools and what kind of tools? Funny how she mentioned something about creating Snapchat filters. That was the first time I was hearing it that like you could literally design and create your own Snapchat Snapchat filter. I thought those things came, you know, full of like They come with Snapchat itself, but it was nice to hear all this from Hannah. And I hope as you listen, may you be blessed. <clears throat> yeah so thank you very much for seeing me hannah i really appreciate it um this is you not just design pod so i just want to have a conversation as i said earlier about interesting things like you going to study msc in design i think i've heard people say it i've never seen anybody except you do it so it's it's interesting to learn from your experience um to say first of all is you know why did you decide I would pursue an MSc? Like people want to do MSc, not not design. So why would you pursue an MSc in design?
1: Man, I think there like there are like a lot of thought process that went into like coming to that like particular decision. First things first is I would say like I'm a self-taught designer, right? And um, so most of like my learning experience, everything that I've learned, I learned by myself. I learned on YouTube, you know. I learned from maybe talking to people or reading books or, you know, just experimenting myself and whatnot. So I just always create like that formal education of like design, like going to an actual school. Like, it's what, so what I would say is, you know how like you have like the streets knowledge of something, right? And yeah. then you just want to have like the, you know, the formal, formal background and yeah. whatnot. So that was like my, my, my thinking towards like going for a, a design degree.
0: I was going through your past work, Um, there's been like a huge change between your work from 2019 and 2023 work. Um, What do you think is specifically responsible for that degree of change uh, that you have experienced over that period of time? Uh, Personally,
1: in terms of like the kind of design that I was doing then, it doesn't mean that I wasn't doing the design that I'm doing now. It's just that I wasn't uploading those designs. So I'm sure, I'd like, if, mm. if I'm correct, what you're referring to is like my art style, right? My my Photoshop mm-hmm. skills, my photo manipulation skills. If that's what you're talking about, yeah. I, I want to be sure that we're on the same page before I give like
0: photos. Yes, like, yes, yes, know? yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's part of what I'm referring to.
1: So basically, like my my kind of art that I was putting out. So yeah, so it doesn't mean that you know while I was still putting out those kind of art style, I was actually working in an ad agency. Um, then I moved to like working with an NGO. So I was doing like um, corporate communications. I also like I did some advertising, mm-hmm. like designs and stuff. But I just wasn't really putting them out there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I, I just wanted to put out art. <laughs> I didn't really want to put out design <laughs> per se. To get. So okay. um, <laughs> but if it, I don't think that that would be an adequate like form or an adequate way to like judge, like, you know my design growth or my design trajectory. I would, I, I, I do have like a portfolio out there, you know, if, if you are, mm. if you're going through, yeah. I don't know. So like, that guy's the thing. I don't know the extent to which, like you went to the background check. So if you actually like <laughs> went through like my portfolio, you understand like there is like actual designs that I was doing in 2019 and not like, not just art and stuff, but yeah, I would still say, regardless, 2019 to 2023 is quite some time. And I would say, like, I have grown, um, especially in terms of, like, my design thinking process and, you know, mm. how I tackle, like, designs now. And, you know, I think also, like, I'm more, I'm, I'm less, should I use the word, less afraid now to, to, to be more experimental, to be more expressive. Mm. So just go for it. What, you know? what do you think was responsible so think
0: for you being afraid of being more experimental or like something that is restricting you for going for it?
1: Because I would still, at that time I would, I would have still considered myself sort of like a new designer, you know? And um, you know, I, I think at that mm-hmm. time you are still very critical and very, you know, more judgmental of your work. But now as you, as you, as you talk to other designers, as you, you know, experiment more, as you try out new things, um, you just realize that, man, who, who, nobody gives it. Like nobody, like you shouldn't really give a fuck about like what people like think about, Because I think the fear yeah. was also like what people think about the kind of design I'm putting out and, you know, but like, as you just, immerse yourself more in, into the design space, you realize that, you know, everybody is, you know, everybody has good days, bad days, good designs, or what, we you know, what you call good design or what you call it bad design, or, you know, like, it's not all the time that your designs will be, but uh, so far you're like meeting the needs of whoever you're designing for, you know, and that, that's mm-hmm. what is most important. Mm-hmm. So when, when you start to like have that experience, and you know, you stop, you cut yourself some slack, you understand, and then you, yeah, I'm more confident to put out your word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, so I don't know if, if I answered the sure.
0: question. I'm not looking for an accurate answer. I think that answer makes sense for you. And I think that's that's the most interesting part because they, I think you can tie what you just said to people having the statement of imposter syndrome. And everybody saying, okay, maybe because you feel like an imposter in the beginning ends why you would want to post more, you want to post less. That time at 2019 and now, when have you, if you have, experienced the term imposter syndrome the most?
1: When did I experience imposter The thing is that I don't really think that imposter syndrome just automatically just fizzles out, you know, like every now and then. Yeah. But I think it's, it's still like, I, I still experience it to now. You understand? So, but like, I think now I'm just more of a, I don't want to use the word daredevil, but I'm just more like, yeah. what's the worst that will happen, you know? I think at the end of the day, you're still putting out your work out there and, you know, it's going to meet, if it's going to meet the right people, it's going to meet the right people. If you put out stuff and people bash it, oh, well, I'm good, you know, like I think now I've sort of developed like a tough skin. (laughs) So if somebody says my work is shit, mm, if somebody says my work is good, mm, you understand, like, but I think also, like, it's just you putting work out there. In, also, I also think of it as some form of archive, you know, like, um, you uh-huh. know, just to sort of document, like my process also, not always about like what people think about it, you know, just more for myself, you understand know, to be able to sort of track my growth and my process. So I still get imposter syndrome. But now, unlike before, if I had imposter syndrome, then I probably may not post. But now, if I have imposter syndrome, I will still post. Oh.
0: <laughs> so I think drum. that's difference anyhow. Nothing will stop. Anyhow, I <laughs> <laughs> <You
1: understand. laughs> so I think that's
0: the difference now. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, I think time has given you much more confidence, whether it's bad or good. It's just it's putting my work out there and expecting feedback. Process multiple times. What is your process like? Um, I'm talking about like the process of you finding inspiration. I'm like, how are you thinking about these designs,
1: man? I don't think that there's like one way. You understand to always think okay, about. Give design. me,
0: give me as much as you um, can.
1: So I'm just going to use. So I want to give like one particular, maybe use like a work that I did, right? And mm-hmm. um, use that, yeah. you know, how I thought about um, to give you an instance. Um, so I don't know if you've seen like the Lagfest um, design that I did. Uh, which is like a fictional yeah, so event. Yeah, so the thought process was, so I'm very big on music, I'm very big on events um, in the entertainment space and all of that. And I thought, hmm, you know, what would it look like? Or if I was to come up with like, you know, a brand or, you know, create like a visual representation of an event taking place in Lagos, You know, how would it look like? You know, how, you know, how would I want it to be? And usually for me, yeah. whenever I do something, I without me explaining it, I want people to feel it. I want people to connect with it emotionally. I want you to look at what I do yeah. and already know what I was thinking. And I think for me, that is like me personally. I think that that is like my, that would be like my greatest, like, should I say achievement or goal whenever I'm creating something is that. Someone who was not there when I was making this thing can actually know what I was thinking about, you know, can actually feel it and can actually connect with it if it's through the elements, if it's through the colors, you know, without me opening my mouth. So yes, whatever I'm doing, I want people to feel that. And so that was what, that's what I usually think about when I'm making something. So going back to the lag fest, you know, I also just had to do like some research on like Okay, Lagos, obviously I grew up in Lagos, so like it wasn't like too hard to sort of like, mm-hmm. so, okay, Lagos is a coastal state or oh, Lagos is chaotic, is energetic, you know, um, these are Lagos yeah. colors, you know, cause if, if, if you're <laughs> Lagos has like its emblem colors and whatnot, you know, and so like, yeah. you know, there's the beach, it's sunny, the buses, the culture. The ruggedness, the jaggedness, the disorientation, <laughs> you know, and how, how, how can I also, like, it's also like people, it's like community, you know, and how, how can I put all of, all of these things that I'm thinking about into my design? And so I just try my best to sort of visually articulate, you know, what I'm trying to do, either through illustrations or through the colors or through the typography, you know, and just try and like sort of make every, everything sync. You know, and just like create like a flow of like everything that I'm trying to do. Yeah, you know that was that was that was it for me. But that's usually you know how oh, okay. how how I tackle it. So the funny thing is, I think a lot of designers usually start with like maybe the type or the logo. I usually actually start with the elements, <laughs> with like the illustrations. <laughs> like for me, those are like the strongest like yeah. visual language to me. You know, and then there's like the logo. The logo is like like, like a trademark and stuff, which also has to be on point. But yeah. my own process is that I like to just start with the elements, with like the the craziness and, you know, stuff. So that's that's, how I, that's yeah. how I approach. That's how I think about
0: it. That's interesting. I'm hearing most of what you've said. I'm hearing just communication, communication, communication. In terms of you want people to feel how you are thinking about it. You want them to understand that expression of, okay, this is how I'm having it in my head. It's more like communicating to them. This is how it feels like, this is how we should feel when you see this. And that's nice. Yeah. Because the thing is, and it's also, it's also about me also.
1: Like, you know, if I was working with a client and I, and you know, the client tells me what they want people to see and what they want people to feel, you know, it's my job as a designer to be able to help them articulate what you are trying to say through design, right? right? And you know, yeah. I feel like if I can't do that adequately, then you know, maybe you know, I'm not doing it right and stuff. So, you
0: know, it's not really about making. <laughs> but yeah, it's about the feeling, and the emotion. It's interesting, you know. So, my next question is: What kind of music do you like? I know this is out of you know design related, but what kind of music do you like?
1: What kind of music do I like? I like not one type of music. I like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. What's the, what's the word now? I, I don't, I don't judge. Like I listen to every kind, yeah. I listen to any kind of music so far, like I connect with it. Or so far, like it's, yeah. you know, it's talking to me. Then uh, if you give, if I, I listen know. to it, if you, Fujisori it's making sense, I'll vibe with it. <laughs> If I listen to jazz, if I listen to, you know, high life, there's no like, Mm -hmm. you know, because I I do have like some form of music background also before I became a designer, you know, like, so I'm not, uh, I think I also sort of have like, I've I've been able to train my ear to, you know, know good music, you know, by my
0: standard anyway. Okay. Yeah. So So how does good, how does good music sound like? If you had to describe it, how would you describe good music? So that thing, like the technicality
1: of music is because I've, I've been in the studio a lot, and so um I've heard music like in its rawest form. I've heard music when it's mixed and mastered, and so I think like there are just certain things that you look at, you listen to, like especially when the song is mixed or when the song is mastered. So it's like, then let's not go into the technicality of. <laughs> 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 well, my bring my past life. <laughs> it's but fun yeah. now
0: yeah. it's fun it's fun to be honest like I think every designer that I have met at least the ones closest to me they always not have a specific genre that they are interested in I don't know how to pronounce that they're interested in you always have them mixed one thing they listen to Afro they listen to Rema kind of music then the next everybody's vibing to Ashake or they start playing Chris Brown like there's just this mixing of different sounds. And, and I'm like, why are all of us just like this? Like, if you talk to the designer, what kind of music? Like, I don't, I don't really know. I like K-pop. Like, I listen to Asha K-ke. like, how would you mix K-pop and Asha K together in your head? So it's, it's just interesting to see that you're also on that page, too. You
1: know. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much on that yeah. page.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's nice. So before you went to Amsterdam, why did you decide Amsterdam was the like, place to go to, to study? Was it the university decision or the location decision?
1: Um, I think it was both. Um, so I have a friend I was talking to and he, he told me that I was telling him my plans on like oh, wanting to go to school and stuff. And because he's also a designer, I was like, oh, he has a friend in Netherlands studying design and before then i'd even Mm -hmm. already like been thinking of coming to the netherlands you know to school because Mm -hmm. in terms of like where they are like digitally and stuff and the kind of like digital designs that they do you know um it's it's pretty it's pretty top like top-notch stuff you know and so yeah um, but at that time when i was talking to my friend i had um i didn't know the particular university that i wanted to go to but I knew that I already wanted to come. So but he told me that we had a friend who's also a designer, who was studying design, that he would connect me up, you know, with the person and stuff. And so I started talking to this guy. Mm-hmm. I was asking him questions about the course he was doing and, you know, how he was being taught. Because even at that time when I was talking to him, he was rounding up. So he was just giving me like okay. insights stuff. So and then I started researching on the school because another thing here is you also want to come to a school that you are being taught in English because here they speak Dutch. So like a few schools teaching English. So you also have to make sure that where you are coming to, you are being taught in English. So yeah, so here was in the school I went to was one of the schools I was being, you know, I was going to be taught in English. Also like the design course was, like I said, you know, sort of focusing on like your Design process and you've been able to like reflect on every design choice that you've made and why you made them Mm. and how they impact and also like the ethics of everything that you're designing and how you know how it's going to impact the people that are using it you know are you designing for kids you know Mm. what are you thinking about when you're designing for kids and so like those small intricate things that we sort of tend to overlook you know. A lot as designers, right. you know, those were the things that they were that's like really big and major for them, and you know that really caught my interest. So um, yeah, so I, I ended up, you know, and also because it's sort of like a broad course, right? Is um, because my dream has always mm-hmm. been to be like a multidisciplinary designer. You know, I just don't want to be one type of designer, and in the long yeah. run, I want to be. You know, I want to be a designer that, you know, I designed for a lot of things and designed for a lot of people. And you know, this course, I, you know, was, was, was it, you know? So, you know, that's why yeah. I came
0: here. That's why I so came d- to the school. You mentioned about being multidisciplinary. Do you like cars? Do I like cars? Or do you want to design for like cars? cars?
1: No, no.
0: Uh, uh, I'm saying no, <laughs> because I haven't thought about it.
1: I'm, I'm saying, okay, okay, okay. like, well, uh, one of the things I really want to get into is like proper is like 3D design and immersive mm-hmm. design, you know, like, cause I, I did on my, on my project in school, I worked on like some um, immersive, um, interactive design and um, mm-hmm. things. So, those are the things that, that I, that I want to like stuff where, like, you walk into a room and your presence in the room affects like, you know, your body and the entire space is sort of like, has a synergy mm-hmm. and stuff. So those are the things that like, mm-hmm. you know, for the future that I would like to sort of develop like my skills on, you know, as a, as a designer. So that's what I'm okay. mostly interested in. That's from one brand design. Okay, that
0: makes me. sense. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I like the futuristic aspect of it, which is um, the immersive aspect. Since you had a project on um, if it's possible, you can share like, your experience around designing for, an, or your, yeah, just your, your learnings about designing for an immersive experience. The way people think about think it I'll now it. and the way you think about it. I think it, Apple vision, Pro. I'll just give context a bit. When Apple vision pro came out, a lot of people went to Figma, did the glass morphism stuff and then it was everywhere. Now I think that's how the most, most of the public as in terms of the design designers how they think about it. I don't think that's it. However, I want to hear your thoughts on your learnings on immersive design. Probably, yeah, just if you can share that, I'll, I'll be really excited.
1: Okay. So from like, just like the, the personal project that I worked on, um, I uh-huh. used the tool. First of all, I'll start with the tool that I used. I use a tool called Touch Designer. Um, so Touch Designer is a tool that helps you like, it's a no-code tool. Also like it helps you like create like, okay. Um, whatever you want to make, whatever you want the, the person the, or the people to interact with. It sort of helps you like also model like 3D elements and just things in, in, in the tool, yeah. right? For me, my project, my personal project was trying to capture the chaos of Lagos um, because I'm very passionate yeah. about where I'm from. <laughs> and so I was trying to sort of capture the chaos, or I could share um, some YouTube links to the, the project that I did after um, the podcast. And so um, I really appreciate that. Yeah. So the point was to sort of also, should I say something like organized chaos? I think that that's what I called it. I think I call it organized um, mm-hmm. where you have like all these like circles moving in random motions. Right. Also like even like the colors and all of that, you know, sort of when you see it, you know that, okay, like what I was what I was trying to see. Um, so yeah, you have like these circles, like moving around. Right. And then I use like this, um, leap motion sensor. So leap motion sensor is like, um, it's, it had is a hardware tool, like where you connect it to the touch designer and then it picks up like mm. your hand gestures. And so if you hover above it, you can control yep. what is being displayed get. So I was able to connect mm. the Leap motion sensor to the touch designer. I was able to like program like ha- different, the hand gestures that I wanted it to read. So you can pinch, you can grab, you know, you can do all of that. And then you can like, so if you grab, if you swipe you see like these circles, um, you you find yourself controlling these circles that are moving in random motions and stuff. And so that's when I say like, when I want you to be able to walk into a room and you and the objects being displayed sort of have like a synergy or like, you know, like a connection where Mm -hmm. you are the one in charge, you are the one controlling. And I feel like that's how you can get people to connect with like, that's another way you can get people to connect with like, what you're trying to pass across or the message you're trying to tell, you know, by getting them yeah. involved and immersed in, you know, what you're trying to do. And so that's just like the basic or like the summary of, you know, what, the, what my project is. So, that's
0: interesting. This is my own feature. I mean, my own imagination of immersive technology is we live in a life outside Vision Pro, outside the headsets that we usually wear. I don't mean maybe a Google um, contact lens or a Google Glass. I mean having devices that are in places. So if you walk into your room, for example, you could just like you mount a wifi in your house, you can just mount a, an immersive device in different corners of your house. So you don't have to carry anything. Secondly, you just enter your house and because you have those devices mounted, you can experience the things in your house and just touch and move around and like just control everything without having to wear glasses on your face. That's how I imagine it though. It's just very strange. So I don't Bro, know how that be. Like I don't know that how that. Because you know they are smart houses now. Sorry.
1: Wait, I'm saying like there, are, are smart houses now. I feel like what you're describing is like describing like a yeah. smart house where you walk into your house yeah. and you snap. Or you use your voice prompt or your hand prompt. Yeah.
0: Or, yeah. That, that's that's what that's what, yeah, I, what like I, that. I feel. It's like no chrome, Chromecast is like having a Chromecast yeah. that turns your mm-hmm. your normal TV to a smart TV. Yeah, something like that that turns your like normal normal house. It's an immersive experience, like digital stuff. That'll be dope. that'll be a future I want to live in. Anyway, uh, my next question is for you, um, what was the process of getting into the Amsterdam University? How long did it take you to process? The, um, this I'm asking this question because living in Nigeria can have some difficulties. I'm like, what was your experience yeah. there and what was the process for you? Uh,
1: so process first um before experience. Mm-hmm. So process um, before leaving Nigeria was um I think to be honest is actually pretty straightforward is more straightforward than people think it is. Um Are you serious? just like Mindful. yeah like go to the school. So that's the thing like once you start the like once you start the enrollment process, right? The way the school structure is set up is that um, at every point you get an email from the school informing you on the next step to do it. So it's like a guided application process, right? I mean, sometimes it can get overwhelming because there's too much of information that you need, mm-hmm. right? And you don't really want to miss anything. But in that regard, it can be overwhelming, but they have like a process where, you know, at every point they're sending you emails on the next step to do so you go to their site, you enroll, you have your documents. Your normal documents, your YEC, your bachelors, your IELTS, you know, all of that. And then you upload, you have to sort of also wait for feedback and all of that. Um, also, you also have to do like, um, during the application process, we also have to do an interview to get into the school. So the interview is in like, I think two or three stages. Where you also, you actually have to do like a three hour quiz. So you have to do like sort of, I would say like an entrance exam, right? And this, the, for this particular course, they don't, they don't take more than 48 people per year. So they're like a thousand and something wow. people trying to get in and they only choose like 48 people at the end of the day. So you actually have to write like a three hour quiz. But the good thing is they sort of like, give you an idea of what to expect. So you can also prepare. Right. And so they yeah. give you like a three hours, please. You'll also have like a, a Zoom or Google Meet, like interview with some of the instructors in the school where they will also ask you about like your design process, the kind of design that you do, what you're interested in and all of that. And if they are satisfied with your answers, then you get like a congratulatory, you know, email that you've been accepted and then you continue the entire process of stuff. But I think that at that, that part was like one of like the most nerve-wracking part of the entire process, <laughs> having to write, having to do the exam and having to, you know, do the interview. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, aside from that, you know, it's a lot of writing.
0: Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> So in regard to the experience um what's the experience like
1: the, the experience like uh, like after coming here right yeah my experience was mixed because you are coming to like a new environment and you are meeting people because my class is, like very very multicultural right so you have people from you have obviously you have dutch people right but you also have people from iran we have people from lithuania you have people from italy colombia we have people from like different parts of the world and they also like group they so like each each project that we work on across like the the course of the year they group you into like groups of four or three right you get to like work on projects with people who not from the same country as you, so you get to see how like people think and how they process information and how they tackle like design problems. And you know, it's like a good mm. learning experience for me, it, like, was to see like just how grounded people from other countries are in design and how they yeah. attack design and how like learned or you know, so yeah, it was. In that yeah. regard, you know, it was like, it, it was a really good like experience because you can, you know, learn from
0: other people. So approaching the end, uh, I have a few questions left. You know, you already had the street knowledge of design. You already, you know, knew what to do. Your designs at 2019 could sell. Like it's not, it was, it was way better than mine in a long way. So like, I'm looking at it, I'm taking inspiration from it. It's, it was, it was good, really good. And then you went to study an MSC in it and you made this multicultural people your environment what would you say is something that you say okay wait this is something that is tailored to the nigerian audience this is something that most designers nigerians do but on an international level is not something that you see because you know you've been exposed to that what would you say are those things man ladies and gentlemen boys and girls yep we are just halfway into the conversation we're almost done thank you for listening this far i want to remind you to Subscribe to the newsletter, the What's Podcast Newsletter, to get interesting juice about other podcast episodes of other different amazing podcasts around the world, Africa and outside. In other words, I also want to let you know that this will probably be one of the last interviews, uh, more of that at the end of the podcast. For yeah, so listen and just get back to it. Thank you.
1: Man, there, there are quite a number of things, but because I noticed that. <laughs> And the truth is that it's not even because, like, the Nigerian designers are amazing designers. Let's not even get it twisted. <laughs> you know, like, any Nigerian that is doing what they are doing, okay, they are doing I it guess. well, right? And, and what, one thing I noticed is, is and also, should I say maybe like a culture shock? I don't know. I feel like designers in Nigeria are able to churn out designs in a very short period of time. Maybe that's relative, me saying short. Short is relative, right? <laughs> but compared to or maybe because of also the type of design space, Jigga, because mm, coming yeah. here and like working on projects, they sort of the time, you know, there's some there's some time, they give you time. <laughs> you know, and I've yeah. worked in like design agencies where in back home in Lagos where they give you like a brief and they, they give you a brief today, they wanted it yesterday. You understand? So, (laughs) but but like here, the the process is sort of like, you know, they actually really want you to think about it and like, they give you time to actually like process. Right. And this is just like, and I'm saying the experience of how the projects that we tackled when I was in school to get, so Mm -hmm. they give you like, they give you like eight weeks to work on a project. But then again, the, the brief also matters also i need to point that out also yeah. i i know that but just in comp- sort of like in comparison it's almost like back home in nigeria like you get you get a brief and you sort of i think in recent times designers are now like pushing back now and like we need more time you know you can't rush us and yeah. stuff i know like back before i came here back back when i was you know also like when i was still like a new designer and how like i was sort of like always rushed to like out designs and stuff, but like here is a bit, you know, there's like a little bit of time that they give you. So that's one. Two, another thing that I noticed is, again, it also, also at the end of the day, it also has to do with like the type of design also, but like here, they, they do a lot of like mixed form of design to get. So say if I was working for like a design agency right now or an advertising agency or something, right? And I was like, maybe a creative director or a designer. Um, I wouldn't just be doing like branding stuff most times because here in the Netherlands, I think they, they are really big on digital design. So they actually add like, you okay. know, like AR, VR, like immersive designs and stuff to like, whatever, like, you know, brand design or communication design that they are trying to do. Like it's not only just like creating brands, like it's not only creating like Brand design and visual communication. There's always like a, a bigger, you know, like they always want to add like quote unquote techy stuff. to get like so like <laughs> virtual reality, <laughs> reality, it's something futuristic. Yeah. Something futuristic, yeah. So that's like that's what they do a lot of that here also, which is not really something common at least at the time that I left. So I don't know if it's something that they are doing now, but like at the time that I left, you know, it's also it's, it's like mm-hmm. there's a difference in the in the type of design. So that something like, you know, that I got to, you know, figure out and also being exposed to like a lot of design tools other than your regular Photoshop, Figma, Sketch, yeah. you know, your Adobe Suite. there are a lot mm-hmm. of des- uh, design tools out there you know, in my, my first week of, the, of my master's, like, you know, like I ended up making like a face filter for Snapchat. Yeah. Like a filter, like the Snapchat. Face filter, Are you serious? Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So like, so yeah, being, you know, introduced to like stuff like Lens Studio and like they even, they so like, that's the thing, like they walk you through the process, like they give you a brief. So the first thing you do, you know, interprets the story, you know, like. Or interpret the brief then come up with like your story, you know, the sketch, then the 3D modeling, then going to the, you know, going to Lens Studio, then connecting it to Snapchat, yeah. you know, like the entire process was just like really amazing. And, you know, I ended up creating like a few thousand, my first two, gig- <laughs> I mean, which was nerve wracking because, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like you end up doing it and, you know, it, You know, just shows you like again, you know how they approach
0: design here. You know, it's it's a bit different. So yeah, that's that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) honestly beautiful because like just taking you away from the design tool that you regularly, as you mentioned, like Figma, Adobe suit, into creating filters for Snapchat. It's I think it more than teaches you how to do that. It gives you the exposure of this is how far your design can go. It's not just resting on a billboard on a website. Like, it can be interactive on a phone. People can use it to snap picture, like, basically use that to post or something. Like, it just shows how far a design can go, aside just a billboard, which is most likely common for every designer, or, say, um, a poster on, on social media. And that's, that's a beautiful thing to say. That's, that was something that's that I
1: was hoping to be able to do during, like, the, the this past um, election, was to try and do a filter... For the party that I was supporting, which I'm not going to mention because I'm not a polit, I'm not, I don't like talking about politics. <laughs> but you know, I was, I, I was hoping that somebody yeah. would do it. I was I actually was hoping somebody would do it, yeah. um, to create sort of like a Snapchat filter that people could use to promote, yeah. you know, the election and stuff. But nobody ended up doing it you know, but it was something that I I really wanted to do. But at that point in time was peak period for school stuff because I was also writing like my finals or preparing for my finals or something like that. So yeah, it wasn't feasible, but I feel like that could have been a good way to, you know, like other than just like doing like your visual comms on social media, doing posters and stuff. I feel like, you know, doing stuff like, you know, Snapchat filter and all of that, you know, try to fuse you know, some form of virtual or augmented reality to, you know, the whole campaign would have pushed, helped or aided in, you know, pushing the agenda forward. But right. yeah, there, there's so many ways you can do this. And when, you know, when you, when you start to experiment with design like that, it also helps with your confidence, you know, like it boosts, like it gives you like, it's like mm-hmm. a confidence booster. So that's why when you ask me, I'm like, Right now, even if like I feel some type of way, I'm like, fuck it, what's the worst that happened? You know?
0: yeah. <laughs> like you I know you've you've seen it, you've been there, like there's there's nothing bad that can happen at this point. It can't get worse. You know, if you bad pass like this.
1: And another yeah, thing that I learned is that like here, you know, regardless, I know like, the people say like Nigerians like are mediocre and stuff, but like to so, some extent it might be true. But I don't think that is true in the design space. I think that we have like the Nigerian design space is so the people are so exceptional. I'm not just saying that because it's a space that I belong to, right? the Nigerian design space is so exceptional. I don't believe that like mediocre, I mean, obviously now, like, obviously it's not, or you still have like, but I'm saying that like, yeah. we have a lot of good designers in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that designers in Nigeria can thrive like anywhere outside of Nigeria. I mean, we see it all the time. I was, that's, that's able able to, busy, I was yeah. but that's my thought process. But yeah, let's just keep it at that.
0: <laughs> you find it. You find it back like the grace of God. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I want to ask uh, your curriculum for learning at the university. Is that something that university allows you to share with people? And if that's possible, can you send like share that? Um, I think maybe people who would want to learn by just following the curriculum Mm. would love that.
1: Mm. There's a, I don't know if the word is curriculum, but like, I can say like there's a grading system. Right. Or there's like a way, but like there are key things that they look out for, you get or there are courses, Uh so like there are courses like, um, like design research, there's design ethics, there's data and matter, there's some other things that I've forgotten, but I wouldn't really, because the thing is like for the course, you're you are going to work on three projects. So there's project S, project M and project L, small, medium and large. So obviously mm-hmm. the small project is like four weeks, the medium is like two weeks, the large is like eight weeks, you get. And so you'll be assessed and graded on these projects. Mm-hmm. Obviously before, the, before you start working on the projects, your instructors and your teachers are going to sort of also take you through on, you know, different forms of like research and you know what they expect you to do during the okay. year. So I wouldn't say that I have like the curriculum per se, you know. But I can only share like I think there's like is there's a system though that I can share with you. Okay.
0: Okay. Oh, I'll appreciate that. Um if you guys share that with me, that would be nice. For people who would want to like experiment or try their work, um, probably learn more in that regard. That would be, that'll be beautiful. So I don't have any much question anymore. approaching, And I just have two last questions. And the first one is, if you had to spend a thousand years doing something, um, what would you think that thing would that be?
1: A thousand years doing something. Is that the question? Right. I, I need to be sure that I understand the question. A thousand years doing something, a thousand years learning something.
0: Basically impossible, but let's say you have a thousand years to do one thing, right? What would that thing be? Um, It could be like, it could be outside your field, it could be in your field, just that. Famous, I know mean, I mean, I mean, it's a
1: hypothetical question, but a thousand years is a long time to be measurable. Yeah. So it has to be... <laughs> I need, I need to be happy. First of all, that for that 1000 years, I'm going to be mm-hmm. happy. And what are the things that bring me happiness? The things that bring me happiness is creating, you know, whatever capacity to understand. Design, mm-hmm. art, anything, using my hands to make something. I have to be creating. I have to also... So the the, the, the core of this thing is happiness, right? And so... happiness now has like different branches right the one Mm -hmm. of the branches creating making art, designing the other branch of the happiness is being with my family because my family is like a big part of my life my siblings are very important Mm -hmm. to me my friends so you know and we i need to be happy they need to be happy we all need to be happy together,
0: <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and for me, those, those are the most important. Things. Okay. Nice. That's um, awesome. You spend a thousand years creating things, making
1: yeah. random shit. Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Making random shit. <laughs> Just anything that you can put together and make sure <laughs> something works.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> making random okay. shit. Well, My nice. family, they have to, they have to be alive between that 1,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I, just
0: just be- <laughs> uh, I mean, you have to walk away of making them stay alive that 1,000 years. Hmm. No, the, this question
1: now they asked to not just be <laughs> me alone now. In 1,000 years, it's me and my family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay, Wait. okay. Um, that's that's basically all the questions I have right now. Um, last one is: if you had to have somebody sit down on this podcast and have this conversation, who would that person be? It could be outside design, could be in design, Wait. your close circle. Hmm.
1: Who would it be? Nigeria, just Nigeria. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, I say! <swear. laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! My country, my country. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> if, if I was to have somebody that I, that I would have this conversation, hmm.
0: it would be my mom. Your mom. So you would want to have mm-hmm. your mom on this podcast and have this kind of conversation. Yeah, my with her.
1: mom is late. My mom is late, and so mm-hmm. you know, she 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 died when I was pretty young, when when I was a teenager, and mm-hmm. so she hasn't seen me grow and find like. My purpose, you know, she she hasn't experienced me as a designer, and she hasn't seen all the things that I've been able to, you know, the small things that I've been able to accomplish as a designer. You know, she would have also liked to like do a masters in something that I was passionate in. And now that I've done it, you know, she's not yet to see. So if there was anybody that I would, you know, like to talk about everything that I'm interested in and that I love, it would be my mother. Okay, that's nice. That's
0: that's beautiful. Mm Um, that's nice <laughs> yeah so I don't have any questions anymore I think this comes to the end of the pod thank you very much for sitting with me um, I, this is something that I'm trying out um, however but before, before I mention that if you have anything that you'd want to say like a closing remark or a statement how people can find you on social media any of that
1: mm, how can people find me on social media You can find me on social media I'm not really active on Instagram per se but I'm active on Twitter. So hannah underscore G10 yeah. is, like, is my Twitter. Um my LinkedIn is Hannah Joja. So that's my last name. Um there that's those are the two important places where you can find me. Uh what else? I don't know, just keep, keep just create, keep creating. <laughs> keep making random shit.
0: Random shit. <laughs> Yeah.
1: That, that's always that cool. my that's always my 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 go to like just keep making random shit keep making stuff yeah. you know mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be perfect you know like mm-hmm. I feel like the 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 idea of perfection is a myth and is an illusion and there's nothing perfect and so um, you can try to make your work as good as you, your 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 knowledge can you know. But like can't take you to but like don't don't stress, don't sweat. Just mm-hmm. create random shit and put it out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I have to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's beautiful. Just create random shit, man. Create random Make shit. Cool. So okay, that's cool. That's cool. Thank you very much, Anna. I really appreciate it with me. I would um be expecting the documents that you send, that's like the YouTube videos. I say you send mm-hmm. and then the uh, the grading system that you've been shown yeah yeah, you
1: know, send yeah, that yeah. yeah. so right.
0: thank you very much this was this was insightful this was nice um i hope you enjoyed it i hope you enjoyed it i hope you had a good time so i enjoyed it ladies and gentlemen thank you for sitting out this far yeah so this conversation was nice um it was really nice i was glad i got to speak to hannah because it was a very very insightful and fun conversation i'm editing this i'm rounding this up into 2024 and looking back i was like yeah this was this was what time so yeah about this being the last episode of the last interview session i'm moving forward with the podcast to do more one-on-one would i say would i say it's a more slow episode where i would be explaining shit you know and just teaching and not teaching by say, but just telling stories about interesting stuff that i find online or that i have come across you'll still be around the premise of design tech and still be all around storytelling and i pray it's going to be fun and interesting to all of you that are listening but it's going to be more of me, you hearing my voice, and all of that. It will be less of interviews. I still have friends where I want to have in the pod. Like, I want to still have Clement on the pod. I still want to have Teacher Vu. I still want to have so many other fun people on the podcast and just hear from them. Uh, other new podcasters I meet with the tech and like science spirits I still want to just have a fun moment with them, like Musa, Sheku. I want to have KKV on the podcast. He's one of my friends. One time I just get to know what's inside that guy's head. Because just is amazing, anyway. Um, as you listen and as you subscribe, I hope you do a follow on this journey. May you be blessed to be honest. I think you would find it insightful. Whenever I say may you be blessed, it's just me just having a thing to say at the end of every podcast or in the beginning. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I would give you more information, but in the meantime, kindly subscribe to what's podcasting newsletter in the description. And yeah, see you in the next episode. Happy New Year. Bye. Thank you.